Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. While the media attention continues to focus on the global pandemic, and rightly so, there is another serious health threat that remains the nation's most preventable cause of death and disease. That is tobacco use. And now we can add another concern to that, vaping, which is now reaching epidemic proportions, especially in our youth. Both of these increase the risk of severe COVID-19 symptoms. Each year, the American Lung Association grades federal and state efforts to reduce tobacco use and e-cigarettes. They have just released their annual report. So how did New Jersey do? Well, here to tell us is Michael Seelback, National Associate Vice President of the American Lung Association. Thank you so much for joining us. So if my kid got a report card like this, I would not be too happy. D's and F's, 1A, tell us about the report and most importantly, what we can do to improve these numbers going forward. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. And you're exactly right. You know, the the A grade is is definitely a a good sign, and that's because New Jersey has a strong smoke-free law uh, that, for the most part, uh, bars, workplaces, restaurants have all been smoke-free for a long time, and and then also includes prohibiting the use of e-cigarettes, and that's that's why we saw an A grade there. Um, but when it comes to the rest of the report card, we really have a long way to go, and we could sort of walk through each of the grades if you'd like. Absolutely, yes. Where did we get the D's and F's? Sure. So uh, one place that we saw uh, a failing grade is is for tobacco control program funding. The state uh, runs a tobacco control program, which has, you know, work across the, com- the state and communities, uh, does education to prevent kids from starting to uh, use tobacco products and to help current users quit. And that program is vastly underfunded. Uh, the state only spends uh, about uh, $9.5 million. But the CDC says New Jersey should be spending $103 million. Wow. So we're really spending only pennies on the dollar. And it's not because the money's not there. New Jersey takes in over $820 million a year in tobacco tax revenue and master settlement agreement dollars. So what we're saying is take some of that revenue and reinvest it into the program that's going to reduce tobacco use. It's really a smart investment and they need to do better. This is so important, especially trying to target kids who are now vaping at alarming levels. I read uh, in your report that 8,000 kids began vaping every day in 2019. That is unbelievable. And that has nicotine. And other people used to think that that was a safer alternative to cigarettes. But this has gotten kids addicted to nicotine for life. And it can affect their mood. It can affect their brain. Just speak a little bit to the effects of vaping, because I think every parent needs to know it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. Unfortunately, there was um, this misnomer, this, this, you know, basically rumor that e-cigarettes were just some type of healthy alternative. And it's simply not true. Uh, there are chemicals. There are carcinogens. Uh, some of the same carcinogens that are in um, cigarettes are actually in e-cigarettes. And nicotine is highly addictive. You know, n- no one ever takes their first uh 
smoke from a cigarette or a cigar or that first vape hit and thinks, you know, I'm still going to be doing this 30, 40 years later. But unfortunately, that's what we see happen. And so we're really trying to make sure the public is aware that all of these products are addictive. And if you could avoid starting it, you're not going to have this sort of lifelong battle uh, to, to conquer that addiction. Absolutely. And my son is 20 years old. He's in college. But when he was in high school, he told me almost all of his friends are using e-cigarettes, vape, whatever you want to call it. And they are athletes. A lot of them are athletes, good students. And they just, for some reason, have this, they would have never smoked cigarettes, but they have this view of vaping that it's healthier or better for them. And it, it really gets me so mad because the companies knew what they were doing when they produced these, putting nicotine in them, because they knew it would be addictive. And they sold it as a way to get off of cigarettes. But what they actually did was target our youth. And it really angers me because now they're creating a whole new generation of kids and people addicted to nicotine for life and with you can have severe consequences with this yeah i mean that's that's what has to happen for these companies to continue making their hundreds of millions of dollars of profit as we've been successful in educating the public and kids about the dangers of smoking cigarettes uh, we've been really successful in decreasing smoking rates yep uh, however, now we've seen, and I think your son's experience is something that is replicated all, all over the state and all over the country, that we are seeing a whole new generation of kids addicted to these products that were cynically marketed and sold by the tobacco industry to hook another generation of kids. And so, unfortunately, it's going to take some time to continue that education. And if you remember, it feels like ages ago, but two summers ago, there was the E-Valley outbreak, which was a host of uh, people going to the hospital with lung disease related to vaping. And I think that was the first time that across the board, the public started to say, oh, my God, I don't know what's in these products, but they're causing people to go to the hospital. And so it was almost a time to capitalize on the education. And I think people started to realize that these weren't the healthy alternatives that some thought they were. Yes, yes. Uh, but we, we have a long way to go. We do. And it, it's really, I try to get this out as much as possible. It's harder for parents to detect. You can't smell it like cigarettes. You don't always know. It can A vape can look like a pen or a flash drive. It's tougher to detect in our kids. But there was some kind of, if you have to look at some, you know, silver lining in all of this craziness with COVID, you're saying that some kids did almost experience withdrawal effects because they were home, you know, going to school and their parents were home working. So they kind of were maybe able to quit vaping. Yeah, I mean, we heard anecdotal stories um, in the early days of, of when we were, you know, really locked down back in March of, of parents finding out for the first time that their kids were using these products because they were going through withdrawal as they were locked home in close quarters with their families. Um, and so, yeah, I think we did see some cases of that, um, but we've also seen data which shows uh, that smoking rates may have started to increase again, um, that even, uh, and while e-cigarette use has come down a little bit over the last two years, 
it'll be interesting to see when all the data for this past year uh, comes to light. Yes, it will. And I know you said we're saying earlier smoking has gone up because people are home and they don't have to step outside to smoke a cigarette as if they were at work. And they're also more stressed. So this is a way for them. They're trying to cope a little bit more. Uh, and so smoking's gone up. So one of the things, as you said, we can do really increase the funding for education. So important to get that message out there. What else can we do? So uh, New Jersey has a, a two dollar and seventy cent uh, tax on its uh, packs of cigarettes. Um, up in New York, they're at four dollars and thirty five cents. Down in D.C., they're they're at four dollars and fifty cents. So we want New Jersey lawmakers to increase the price because we know that price is the biggest thing that prevents kids from using these products. As the price goes up, uh, less kids start, and it actually forces adults, users, to say, you know what, I'm going to quit now because it's it's hurting me in my wallet, as you know, as opposed to everything else that it's it's uh, hurting. So. We're calling on the legislature to increase the price of cigarettes and all other tobacco products so they're all level. So you don't see somebody saying, well, if cigarettes are expensive, I'm going to start using cigars or e-cigarettes. If they're all taxed at the same rate, uh, we will see it uh, decrease. And we unfortunately did not do that. I think September was uh, the the budget review uh, for New Jersey, and hopefully this year – that will come up again, and, and they will reconsider it? That's exactly right. We, uh, it may take – it probably be after election season, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're hopeful that they will take it up. I really hope so because anything we can do to prevent this because, you know, as I said in, as we started to talk, COVID-19, of course, has been in the news because it's a global pandemic and it should be in the news. But we sometimes forget about these other issues that are causing – just almost just as much uh, death and disease. I think it was, what, 480,000 deaths a year um, due to smoking uh, tobacco or using tobacco products. So it's really important. And it also affects your outcome with COVID-19. It can really have a severe effect with that. Can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, so the data does show that both current smokers and former smokers are more susceptible to severe complications from COVID-19. So, you know, we're saying now is the time to quit uh, before you come uh, contract COVID-19 or, you know, certainly if you've had it already. Um, it, it's time, We've become uh, keenly aware of a a slogan that lung associations had for a long time, which is when you can't breathe, nothing else matters. And the COVID-19 pandemic has really made that, unfortunately, all too clear for uh, far too many Americans. The other thing to remember, and we talked about it a little earlier, is mask wearing. Um, So the casinos that used to be uh, places where you saw a lot of tobacco use um, have been made because of uh, the emergency order. They've been made uh, completely smoke-free because it's impossible to wear a mask and, and smoke, uh, smoke at the, at same, the same, time. same time. Yes, And so we pushed hard with uh, our health partners to say we need to protect the health of not just the patrons, but of course the workers. And so they've been smoke-free and doing well for you know six months now. 
and we're hoping that we could see a law passed, which will make them smoke-free, you know, forever. I would love to see that law passed because, you know, when we were all going out and doing more things, I would often go to the casinos to see a show or go out to dinner. I really enjoyed that. And I would walk through the casino and I would sit down and I would reek of smoke. And I, I don't smoke. And it would just be right. awful that that's what you subject, subject people to when they don't smoke. You know, it's, it's secondhand smoke. And fortunately, I wasn't in there very long. But for those people who work there, they're in that environment all the time. And if especially if they're not smoking themselves, they're being affected by secondhand smoke, which can cause severe medical complications and even death. And also the other patrons who don't smoke. That's just, it's just, it would be a great thing, but it's very difficult well, you know, because and, people like to smoke yeah. when they gamble. Well, you know, but I think, I think it's important to remember a couple things. One is, you know, we were all living that world, right? And we decided, we decided that it, it wasn't right to expose the public to, to other people's secondhand smoke. And so it, We've all now take it for granted, right? You go to a restaurant, it's smoke-free. You go on an airplane, it's smoke-free. Yes. But the casino is sort of like the one that, you know, those workers aren't uh, worthy of, of the protection. And, and I, that's just not right. So we're, we're hopeful uh, that we can finally make that happen. I completely agree. And if everybody does it, there won't be one has an advantage over another one. If everyone just does it. That's the way it is. People are getting used to it now because they're it's smoke-free right now. They're wearing masks when hopefully this pandemic does come to an end. If they went back to that to smoking again, it would be a real shame. It really would be a real shame. So, I'm with you on that. I really hope and pray that they do the right thing and keep the casino smoke-free. That would be a great advanced step and it would be so nice to walk through there without smelling like cigarette smoke when you leave. <laughs> be a great thing. Exactly. I mean, right. And people people like you might actually want to go there more. I, I actually would because sometimes I'm like, oh, do I want to go and ugh, be around that? I just, I just, ugh, it's it's gross to me. And people, it's funny because when people quit smoking, they cannot believe how much better they smell. They don't realize it, you know, that, that it sticks to your clothes, it sticks to your hair. In fact, I was in CVS the other day and I was waiting in line and there was a guy in front of me and he was buying the Nicorette gum or a patch, I forget what it was, but it was something for quitting smoking. And I was so happy to see that. He was a young gentleman and I said to him, uh, just wanted to know, how's that working for you? And he's like, that's ah, working pretty well. I haven't smoked in a while and and I said, well, what made you want to do it? And, you know, he'd be nosy because <laughs> I'm always interested in how. And he said, uh, well, you know, my, my little daughter gave me a kiss. She's three years old. And she said, Daddy, you stink. And he said, that's what did it for me. And I thought, how unbelievable that a three-year-old had to tell this guy <laughs> that you shouldn't be smoking. But yeah, whatever I it mean, is, that was the impetus for him. Well, you know, most, it, most smokers want to quit. Yes, uh, but it may take five, six, seven times to be successful. And, you know, it's always important for, for our perspective. We don't want to stigmatize smokers because, no. you know, that, that gentleman that was in front of you, he probably never could have pictured that that was going to be how his life, you know, and then he was going to have that conversation with his daughter, right? Yes. It, it just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. And so we want to say it's okay. We're here for you, and, and we have tools on our website 
um, to help uh, smokers quit, help e-cigarette users quit. We have um, a, a program where it's called the Vape Talk, and it's it's for sort of middle school parents to have conversations with their kids before they start using mm-hmm. these products. And they're, and they're doing it in middle school too, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, there's a there's a lot of tools that are on our website, which is at lung.org. Uh, and, you know, there's whether it's thinking about quitting, that you're ready to quit, that you have a loved one um, who's addicted now and you want to know what you might be able to do to help move them towards a quit goal, uh, we encourage uh, anyone to check it out. It's a great website. It's very thorough. And I would uh, agree with that, that if you want to learn more, especially for parents who want to know more about vaping and their kids, it's relatively new compared to smoking. It's a wonderful site to learn so much about it. And you do have some great programs to help people quit. And I know you have said it. Sometimes it doesn't work on the first try. And sometimes you might have to try different methods. But there is help available. That's exactly right. And that. No one should ever feel that a an, an unsuccessful attempt is still a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no reason not to try again once you're ready. Absolutely. I agree. It's going to help you in so many ways. I always say it's one of the best things you can do to improve your health and your life. Really great information. Thank you so much. Again, your website is? Lung.org. Can't be any easier. L-U-N-G dot O-R-G. Can't be any easier. Thank you. Michael Seelback, National Associate Vice President of the American Lung Association. Thanks a lot, Robin. And thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get updates on our weekly podcast and visit me on social for lots of tips and health information to help you live a better, healthier, and longer life. And also check out my website. You can contact me there, livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com, if you have an idea for a topic or someone you think would be a great guest on this podcast. Once again, thank you so much for being with me for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Until next time, please stay safe and keep living well.